Hello, and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we are the Sherman sisters, finally, finally figuring out our audio equipment for today. We'll see. God's provisions day by day. Yep. (laughs) It's all you can do. Um, This week we watched The Green Knight, which Molly had already seen. I just watched it last night. What a rich text. What a rich this text. Film is. This is 2021's The Green Knight. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Yeah, it came out. This is probably the most recent we've ever watched a film. I guess we watched the new 2019 Little Women. Yeah, and then immediately forgot. And then immediately <laughs> forgot we recorded it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, one of our rare new releases. Yeah. But uh, before we start talking about this film, bitch, let's sync up. Please. As is our custom. Thank you. What have you been up to? Thank you for asking me. I'm regrettably going to disappoint you with mm, not much. Yeah, um, well, you know. You know, I uh, completed my little round of day trips. Okay, um, what was that one? So I flipped a coin to decide whether I was going to go to Lockhart or um, Bastrop. Okay. And it landed on Bastrop, and I got in the car, and my brain was like, nope. I don't want to do that. completely forgot. I thought I was going to Bastrop, but it turns out I had typed in Lockhart. Uh, so I ended up in Lockhart. Hey, um, the heart cute. wants what it wants. It wants what it wants. I walked around the square a little bit, went back to that vintage shop okay got did you some, find anything cool yeah i got a few more like cool old books it was like uh and they kind of I'll, I'll send you pictures it's like purple and a little okay. like uh 70s occult looking but okay. it's a, a a biography of Catherine hepburn mm. and then um i think it was another like biography of khalil gibran which i don't even know if i'll care for that i just just got the prophet i haven't read it yet i know that name is but i don't know author okay i think he was a, a I wanted to say Sufi, but I don't. I don't know that that's true. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, and then was like, well, I'll go to Bastrop too. Yeah. Because I've I've got time. Yeah. Girl, I barely got out of the car, and I could have saved the trip on that oh, Bastrop. No. Sorry, but there's no there there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one that all the celebrities are moving to? Uh. Like, where's uh? What's his? Oh, what's his face's firm firm. <laughs> Who's Fjorm? Fjorm. <laughs> Adrian Grenier. Isn't he in Bastrop? Uh, I don't know, actually. I think um, he's somewhere out that direction. He, well, the I don't know if you know the gentleman. I have actually never read any of his books, but he's popular among the um, like self-help dev set. But mm. uh, Ryan Holiday. Mm-mm, I don't know him. He, he wrote like a bunch of books about stoicism, and then he just recently wrote a book uh, about the Peter Thiel versus Gawker situation. Oh, that I would read. I would read that. Yeah. Um, but he moved to Texas, to okay. Bastrop, and then opened a bookshop there. So I did end okay. up going into that bookshop. Was it cute? It was, there's a lot of potential there. Like okay. The, the front was, the store itself is so cute. Great bones. And they have this like giant, um, uh, fireplace with like a thousand books stacked on it oh very neat but like it's kind of a little obviously um merchandised by that type that kind of dude yeah there's a section called war and it's next to the section called sports oh (laughs) uh but i mean and i think it i think it'll get there it just needs a little woman's touch nothing can compare with the woman's touch i see Seeing the dolls talking about that on TikTok and how it's, like, a lot of... Queer-coded? Yeah. I was like, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I did a podcast about this. Some of this. us watch this movie regularly right. growing up. Um, but, yeah. Uh, did that. Uh, Craig and I watched Dune. Okay. I don't think I could tell you what happened in I, it, is but it, I had a good time. Is it desert-ish? Yeah, it's pretty desert-ish. It's on a desert planet. 
Okay, Dune. Yeah, that would. Okay, yeah. that stands for reason. So I don't. When I hear Dune, you don't this, like this desert. is just me. This is just me personally. But when I hear the word Dune, uh-huh. I think of sand. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird mind connection. Though. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear the details behind how you came um, to that. Association. Anyways, but I'm like, I just don't do desert. What the hell? It was my, it was my computer charger. My foot caught on it. Oh my god, Lindsay! My mind was like a spirit. <laughs> Immediately. Ghost. Um. No, I. Uh, that would just be me and my haunted foot. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just, I, it's not for me. I can tell. It's sci-fi set in the desert. Yeah, it's not, it's not for you. It's not um, for me. I wish it was, but, because there's some cool stuff. Yeah. Like, there's these, like, female priests called the Bene Gesserit. Okay. And they all kind of look like Glencoe close. Okay, <laughs> and we love her. We love her. But, like, the author was, like, in all of his illusions, there were just, like, maybe, like, a letter off. Like, mm. there's a number called Shaddam. <laughs> <laughs> and uh what were the other things like they talk about a jihad and like i didn't even think about it till the next day and craig was like yeah and the Bene Gesserit or like you know the jesuits and i was like oh, oh word <laughs> marrying a catholic paying off in dividends yes yeah <laughs> um he's got that whole cultural language every, that we don't have i know and every time i refer to him as a catholic he's like lapsed and i'm like no, <laughs> no one thinks you observe bitch no honestly i think that's such a charming thing to call oneself as a lapsed Catholic. Yeah. What a cute turn of phrase. Yeah. Oh, I know. Well, it's, this is like the spiciest our family's ever going to get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, our token Catholic. It just feels very like, I'll get back to it someday, maybe. Right. I keep meaning to go. Yeah. I'm just lapsed for the moment. Yes. Yeah. No, it does. It feels like a, like a forgotten errand. Yeah, and um, it, it doesn't imply the same kind of uh, permanency as, like, an ex-evangelical does. Like, right. <laughs> one is not simply a lapsed evangelical. We need a, a good term for just, like, I just sort of chilled. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, ex-evangelical is the best we got right now, but I'm like... Oh, it does just feel so intense, It though. does. I'm like, that means I'm not an evangelical person. It doesn't mean that I'm not very into the mystical bits of Christianity. Right. <laughs> but I guess you could just call yourself a Christian. Yeah. It's not, it's not loaded. fashionable. It's loaded. But anyways. You know, it is what it is. Um, those are my main highlights. Yeah. That's all I can give you. Yeah. How are you? What have you been up to? Girl, well, being just such a mom. Um, we went to a birthday party on Saturday for our good little friend Summer. So cute. And it was like an adorable party, but I did not put sunscreen on. And you of all people do girl, not typically make this mistake. I put it on my face because I'm always like, can't You're be like aging. Simping for SPF. I am always. But I just simply did not from the chin down. I did not even bother. So the top of my back is the like priorities established. Like pale pink. Like it's so yucky. And then um, but we were just pulling up these allergy reports from this weekend. It was like mold, ragweed, and grass were all really high and I was outside in it for like a couple of hours so oof um, I'll, I'll let you know if that witchy tea I bought to address this to, uh, your allergens yeah yeah this I better mean, work you gross bitch <laughs> <laughs> I I have my um immunotherapy drops from the the allergist where it's like micro dosing your allergens yeah. basically um but I am not super great about remembering to do it before I go to bed every night so yeah uh, gotta get better about that but because that actually I think was helping but boy this weekend I was like 
I got to get better about doing things every day. (laughs) It's weird that you have to have a standard of care to like live in Texas. It's terrible. (laughs) It's so terrible. Like what my, what is my whole pill schedule to be able to live here? Well, and I feel like I've talked about the humidity in Austin with a couple of other Houstonites recently because I'm like, I moved to Austin 11 years ago and I remember it being hot and somewhat humid, but I don't remember feeling like it was Houston bad. Yeah. And now I'm like, either my my boundary of what's acceptable humidity has moved or it's gotten more humid here. I actually, I think it is the former because I have to tell you, uh, taking, it feels different. Taking the trip to college station, which is even not Houston mm-hmm. was sobering. It like, was that much more humid. Oh my God. Yeah. My glasses immediately fogged up. Like oh, the second just, I stepped outside, and I just it can't, just, ooh, it, it hurt. It hurts more. Yeah. Because it's like the sweat happens. Yeah. More profusely. August can eat my entire butt. I hate the month of August. Absolutely the worst month, and then second worst is September. Yes, which we're about to head into. And then we're about to hit number one. Absolute number ones, twos, and threes. Those, whatever order you want to rearrange them. I remember seeing a tweet like years ago that was like, that stretch from uh, August 1st to the end of the year, I don't know a better time period. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But, I mean, honestly, August 1st is even. Or not August 1st, October, October 1st. 1st. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Q4. Q4 rules. It's when we really come alive. Um, do you remember that? I'm sorry. I feel like I'm. No, go um, for it. Uh, do you remember that really weird, like, um, attempt at, I don't, the word, wokeness is not the right word, but it was just like the discourse where that girl was like, hey, it would be more inclusive if you referred to things as quarters. What? Yeah. This girl on Twitter, she's like classic, like HR queen was yes. like hey in the spirit of inclusivity when you say summer it's not summer everywhere it's like summer not summer for like the global south so maybe <sighs> in our specificity we can refer to things as quarters and because i remember caleb heron <coughs> retweeted it with new meaning meaningless liberal gesture just dropped <laughs> um, but i was like they hate us for our blue jeans they hate us for our blue jeans <laughs> I was talking about that with Nicole, and she was like, my Q1 is actually October to December. I forget that different companies have different fiscal years. I remember Dad's company always had a weird fiscal year beginning and end, I think. Yeah, but it literally just occurred to me, and I was like, oh, man, I wish I had known that when that tweet was viral. (laughs) I'd I'd break my spell, go log in, and be like, actually? (laughs) Actually? That's not inclusion at all. I'd love to be a reply guy to that woman. The discourse, the constant churning for discourse on Twitter is really something. It's a snake eating its own tail. <laughs> I can't. I can't. But then sometimes you see the goofiest shit on Twitter. I just, you have fully fallen on that sword for me because I cannot go in there. But you send me very funny things. <laughs> if you are on Twitter, I highly recommend following Rose Domu because the things that show up on your feed that she has liked or retweeted are like absolutely hilarious every single time like she just retweeted the one that or maybe it was just like the hey there delilah where the hell have you been loca <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny to me it's where the hell good. have you been loca as a moment from from what is it twilight it's twilight i was like stardust <laughs> not don't disrespect stardust like that that movie is cute i think is it that might a period i think it actually might be and maybe we watch it I'm down for that. I love little, that movie. Little fantasy moment for this the girls. So give the girls what they're asking for. Yes. Um. Anyways, yeah. No. So I, but was mostly was just like dealing with my own allergies and that those of my kids. I've been giving. So Tig likes um to take a melatonin 
like a yeah. little kitty melatonin. Hell yeah, dude. And <laughs> baby microdose. <laughs> we don't let her do it very often anymore. Um, she used to take these like itty bitty ones where when we showed our pediatrician, she was like, I mean, LOL, it's not going to do anything, but if it makes you feel better, because right. it was like 0.3 of a milligram. And so then once you have now, once she has now are like half a milligram or something, but she swears that they help her fall asleep. They also, I think I talked about this with you maybe last week. They also make her wake up in the middle of the night and be like, I can't go back to sleep. And I'm like, Oh, interesting. I can't do this anymore because like she thinks she hasn't been asleep anyway. So I, I swear I actually said this on last week's episode. Sorry. No, I, I don't think I, so. I just am a mom. Um, but so Saturday night she did that at like two thirty. So I went down the hall and I like slept in her twin bed with her, like fully in like stress positions, like where it's like the human shoulder is not meant <laughs> to be used in this fashion. Yeah. And Tig is a very active, very on top of whoever she's sleeping next to sleeper. So she's just like constantly squirming and like throwing no. her arms around me or like she would wake up occasionally and just like give me a little kiss and then go back to sleep. And I was like, Oh my God, dude, she just like, <laughs> I hope she has as much fun being an adult as she is having being a kid. She's the sweetest person. She's, like, really, like, oh, that's how you kid. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. She and I were watching Making It, the NBC program. Mm -hmm. She loves watching it, and she and I were watching it together today, and it's so cute hearing her be like, Mommy, I think Kara's going to win this one. I'm like, oh, me too. That's so sweet. So sweet. She's into an intrigue. It's so adorable, but... Anyway, so, yeah, I mean, nothing nothing huge in my neck of the woods. Um, I did watch this film last night, and I'm trying to get my husband to watch it tonight before it expires. Mm-hmm. It's a 48-hour rental for $20. Unbelievable. I feel like a fool. I know, and I could have just told you how to log in and get it extra legally. Extra legally. <laughs> it's not illegal. It's extra, extra legal. legal. Um, but, boy, I had fun with this. I did, too. I I think I've heard a lot of mixed reviews from people. Um, yeah, I went into it relatively blind. Same. In fact, I texted you as I started watching it. I, like, even forgot that it was tied to Arthurian legend. I was just like, oh, it's some story about a knight. And then it's like, duh, Sir Gawain. How do you say it? Gawain. Oh, okay. So I've heard Gawain... It's more like Gawain in the movie. Yes. And then so I was reading that, I think I sent it to you, the Vulture. Was mm-hmm. it Vulture? Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair. Um, they were talking about how the guy that plays Arthur calls him Garwin. Yeah. Which I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> like when I <laughs> first Did he say that, R? I think he said that wrong. <laughs> Did he drop an R? Yeah. And the director was like, didn't see that coming, but it feels very intentional. Didn't stop him either. Didn't yeah. stop him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... I, I saw the trailer for this a couple years ago, and I think obviously the delay or the release got delayed by COVID. But like, I think I've listened to the the Tales podcast from Parcast. Oh, I've never heard of that. It goes over like um, like classic, yeah, like fairy tales, things okay. like that. Um, and they told this story. Okay. I mean, at the end, they're like, "Oh, A twenty four is putting out the movie yeah. at the end of the year." Okay. Which I was like. Yeah, I don't know when that could have been. What did they mean to release it? I think they meant to release it at the end of 2019. No, maybe that's not right. I, I think, yeah, I don't know when they were initially. but It might have been 2019 because I remember seeing trailers I think a long time ago. That's what I thought because I, I was listening to the Pop Culture Happy Hour about it last night. I guess they... They probably would have done limited release in 2019 yes. and then extended release. Yeah. Not extended. Yeah. Um, like wide release. Expanded. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, the director said that because he got that extra time with it, he kind of like recut and edited certain parts of it. I think 
I can't remember if it was in that Vanity Fair article or not, but they apparently changed the ending. Yeah. It was initially going to be much more, like, precise, and uh-huh. they decided to Sopranos it. That's what made me start watching episode one. Dude. When Molly got to me this afternoon, or this evening, I was watching the first episode of Sopranos. I mean, everyone is going through a Sopranos moment. I'm seeing people who have never watched it, watching it for the first time. What a time. thrill. I know, and it's like Christmas morning for me as a friend. Right. Like, But I'm the mom now. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yay, you yeah. get to enjoy this. Oh, yeah, which characters are in it right now? Yeah, which... Uh, Who's alive and who has died? Okay. Yeah, I know you got to be careful with it. You got to be so careful because there's one, and I'm not going to spoil it for my good good girlies. But there's one that you won't see coming. Is that the one you texted me about last night? No, Um, that one you they, the one we're talking about. They make you wait so long, so long for this character to die. Oh my god! The most awful character they ever put on the show. One of Janice's partners. Yeah, and you think. At Janice? the end of one season that he's going to die, and then he doesn't. He, like, evades his death somehow. And it's not until, like, three quarters of the way through the next season. You're like... My, it was, like, kind of like the way that they did with Joffrey, where you're like, I wish this bitch would die. Oh, my Ooh, God. I wish this bitch so would die. Satisfying and when then Joffrey when it finally died. happens, you're like, oh, yes. Oh, man. I forgot. I might... <laughs> I might mess around I was, and watch Game of Thrones again. I was just discussing that. The, the aesthetics of the Green Knight uh-huh. kind of made me... I mean, I think they did... The Green Knight did, like, a more interesting thing with it than, like, the true straight-up yeah. Game of Thrones aesthetic. But, boy, I love a... Ye old moment. I love a ye old. <laughs> we, I'm going to live the ye old fantasy, essentially. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, this movie, it's from Arthurian legend, which, like... I was, like, listening to another, like, a more scholarly podcast about this. Because I was just like, what... Who really is Arthur? Like, how did this come to be? Right. And it it was just kind of like everyone sort of, um, like any oral tradition, it's like a rumor we all add to yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Or at least that's like what most scholars would say. Yeah. Um, but they did find a, a grave for yes. King Arthur. Yeah. Um, and it was like 12th century, I think. Uh, I think it would have had to have been earlier than earlier, that. Like 800s? Yes. Because it God, would have been before crazy. the Norman Conquest, right? Yeah, the it's. We I have feel pretty like good we don't records after that. Think enough about the aesthetics of like, like you know Byzantine times. I guess like it's so great, it's so friggin' sick. It, it, oh my god, Byzantine art is very sick indeed. But um, also, like what was going on in Western Europe at that time was really interesting too. Like their terrible scale. Like I love those drawings oh, from the yeah. Middle Ages where it's like. Here's the town arch, and it's three quarters the height of the person standing next to it. It's like, I how's he going to get through there? <laughs> it's not going to work. It's not going to work. But then they would somehow find the most, <laughs> most like, beautiful, ornate gold for, like, a perfect circle behind someone's head. But then right. everything else was like, what is scale? What is size? <laughs> we like to draw penises hanging from trees oh, for fun. They did do that. Um, so King Arthur would have been 5th and 6th century. Interesting. Which I guess that is the Middle Ages, right? I mean, yeah, I think maybe the scholars were also saying that people, because like the, the first recorded texts of this were like in the 1100s, people tend to apply the aesthetic of, of the, the 1100s the time, right. onto it. That makes where sense. Where it's like Arthur would not have actually ever known about jousting. Right. Um, right. That's a good point. But it's uh, it's interesting. Like there, A lot of it was written in French, but mm-hmm. it's Arthur kind of belongs to the Welsh. Did you know that? Is that right? It's like well, the, that saint that they have in the film is a Welsh saint. Yeah, and then I think I think Morgan Le Fay is also yeah. specifically Welsh. And sometimes she's Being Morgana. Welsh is a choice. <laughs> Morgana Le Fay, I think in 
Camelot, she might have been that little that little jackass's mom. Um, you know his. Oh wait, or was that supposed to be his illegitimate son? Oh, you know dude, that little yeah, dick no, that I comes know, to court. I know. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I thought he was Arthur's son from a first marriage. You might be right. I thought it was a nephew for but some reason. I was about to say, is that Gawain? Um, but no, it's, what is his name? I'm looking it up. Because um, he comes in on the second VHS disc. Mm. David Hemmings, Mordred. Oh, I hate that bitch. You know, yeah, I was, I was really. But he's very your type as well. No, no, not really. I was on the, I was just going to say weird connection i was on the wikipedia page for benjamin Britten. the yeah that song because he wrote a lot of songs like for young male choirs and so like kind of out of nowhere some publication was like probably a creep and like uh it wasn't seemed to be founded on anything right um but uh david hemmings came to his defense because he was in one of those little choirs and he was like he was like that man was nothing but lovely to me um but also i was like Again, I wonder if Nasty Little Mordred is on one of those recordings that I've been listening to. Oh my god, that little jerk. But I was reading this and like I felt strange that I knew who David Hemmings was without having to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> sort of one of those okay, little you were quirks so about that my upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, uh, so this is Arthurian legend, Gawain, or Gawain, mm-hmm. as played by Dev Patel. Um, yeah, so Ooh, talented. Indeed. <laughs> <But> girl, <laughs> quite a talent. What a talent. Um, yeah, he is King Arthur's nephew, mm-hmm. which is also tracks with the, um, I guess we'll just say the myth. Yeah. Um, as well. <laughs> in the book? In the book. <laughs> well, in the book. <laughs> um, yeah, he... Uh, He's his nephew in the, in the like story he's typically told as like already being very gallant mm-hmm. and, um, courtly and all that stuff. And this, this director, yeah, this director said, I don't think so. Have you met men? Yeah. <laughs> and like decided to make him like a real failure to launch. He's giving very like Alfie Allen as viewed through his sister's eyes and on her. He's a fail son. Yeah. 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 Um, so Basically, like, we meet him, and he's, like, in a hooer house mm-hmm. um, with Alicia Vikander, mm. uh, who you called... Essel is her name. Essel is the character's name, but I'm trying to remember... Charmless. Melanie Portland. That's what it was. <laughs> right. Because uh, I said that she was the Pepsi version of Natalie Portman. <laughs> I think yours is better and meaner. <laughs> it's like It's like... You know, Pepsi's worse if you think it is. Maybe you can try to read into my intentions here. It's just certainly different. <laughs> it is a little different. It's a little di- It's not for everybody. Mm-mm. I don't... Yeah, because you were saying you don't like Alicia Vikander. Um, you know what? And you don't know why. So, I will say, I liked her, the second character that you meet of hers in this film. She plays two characters. Mm-hmm. And so does one of the only other women in the movie, Erin Kellyman. Did- I, I thought maybe the redheaded girls, are they not the same? Oh, maybe. The one that he, like, marries and the one, or, like, in the fantasy at the end. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, we'll get into that, but, um, so yeah, it starts, as you said, Christmas Day, he, his mom, um, when he gets home is like, hot. you, first, hot. What, <laughs> what is her name? Sarita Chowdhury. Sarita Chowdhury. She, uh, she's like, you smell boozy. Yeah. 
Which, you know, he looked it too. But at the same time, that doublet. <laughs> it was eloquent. It was good. Also, their house was cute. But he, all of his clothing looked like really nice baby clothes. <laughs> Except for that cloak, bitch. That cloak was a moment, girl. Okay, so he has this beautiful ochre velvet. I, I of course, my TV makes everything greener, so watch no, it. it was completely... it was more ochre. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oof. It was a beautiful cloak. Um, so yeah, he goes to church uh, to join up with his uncle and aunt and aunt. Yeah, and then like, oh, did we mention dolls? It's King Arthur. King Arthur and Guinevere. Their crowns. Their crowns were sick. <laughs> with okay, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the upright discus. Yes. Behind um, the head, which I was super excited to tell Craig after the movie. I was like, yeah. well, that is based on Roman iconography right. and their sun worship. Yes. Which is why so many early Christian paintings mm-hmm. look that way. Um, it was so cool looking. Oh my god, and their sick like armor with the the like oh that like braiding and stuff in it well no that it had the little plates on it like the little hammered silver plate oh like did you not notice no, that I, didn't. I guess i don't remember oh my god no they they I had was... these like charms okay all across like their chests i was very taken with the texture of like the tunics yeah there was like some really beautiful like decorative texture that didn't it wasn't like it was just like purely ornamental yeah they did this kind of sweet thing where it was like a little bit stylized, but not full on a knight's tale. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, there were certain um, visual decisions that I think fit more with a modern sensibility than, like, actual like medieval people. Like, like that. Like, the, the linen. Oh, yeah. His tunic. Like, it was just for everyday wear. Oh, you know? right, right, right. It's hard to imagine just, like, this is, like, the undershirt, and we're going to, like, do some beautiful stitching on it. it yeah. Was, that makes know. sense. But I guess he was supposed to be rich, too, so who knows? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so he goes to court, sees his aunt and his uncle. His mom stays back because she has to go meet with her coven. She's going to do some brujeria. Brujeria on Christmas morning. And so Arthur, being a real sweetie, I feel so bad. I don't know you better, nephew. Like, Mm -hmm. you got to come hang out more. And then this Groot-looking mother effer shows up at the party. Oh, he did look like Groot. This gigantic tree person. voiced by Ralph Ineson. Yes. Yeah, which also in the story, they talk about him being green all over, and, like, he's definitely way too tall and stuff, but they don't really say anything about him being, like, an organic being. Yes. Yeah, he looks like one of the Ents from Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah. So, on Pop Culture Happy Hour, um, they had, uh, oh, gosh, why am I forgetting his name? He's, like, my favorite. Um, Glenn Weldon, talking about it with um, uh, Bilal Qureshi, who's, like, another regular... uh, guest host on the show and they were saying I didn't even pick up on this but there was like sort of a nature versus like humanity Mm -hmm. element I don't know why I didn't pick up on it but it's like this literal green knight is like who's like a tree yeah is like nature kind of like fighting back against humanity oh yeah I thought it was more like nature versus civilization Yeah. yeah yeah which you know Movies be doing that. Yeah. 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 But Terrence I just Malick like, be doing that. I was just like, well, that was an interesting stylistic choice. No questions moving yeah. on. <laughs> um, that, that dude's a treat. <laughs> but his, he like throws his voice through Guinevere. She like stands up and is kind of like possessed. Oh, yeah, she like reads the little note and it has that like sick, cool voice. Yes. Yeah. What is this actress's name? Uh, uh, Kate? Kate Dickey. Okay. She and Ralph Innocent. Yeah. Veterans of the A24 classic, The Witch. Dude. And she was terrifying in Game of Thrones. 
She has range. She does have range, which is just generally middle ages and creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's a great, what it's a, a niche. great niche to fill. Um, so anyways, Heat the Green Knight says basically like, we have a challenge. Like anybody who is willing to fight me, um, if you win, you get my green axe. But if anywhere that you strike me, I get to strike you the following year. Yeah. Now, I'm not really sure what it is about this green axe that would ever induce someone to want to do this. Well, I think at that point, someone had to do it, something. Because, like... <laughs> it was getting awkward. It was getting awkward. Someone had to take the challenge. Like, and, like, in the tale, it's very, like, um... They're not going after the axe. It's just... He just was, like, take a strike at me. Like, we're not going to fight, but, like, take a strike at me. But, like... I guess I just don't understand why you would. Yeah. If you know that anything you do to them. Whole time I'm thinking not a good idea. It's it's just a short term thinking. Right. My man. So anyways, uh, Arthur lends him his sword. I guess Excalibur. I'm not sure if he had other swords. Who knows? He probably had other ones, but that one seemed important. Yeah. Yeah. So he, um, Gawain uses that to decapitate the tree person. Yes. And it's like, oh, cool, he won. We're done. And then he's, the Green Knight stands up, picks his head up off the ground, and the head says, one year hence. That was sick. That was sick. And he had to go meet him in the Green Chapel. Yes. Um, which is tight. Yeah. And, yeah. So it's uh, like, he has the whole year to dread it. Just yeah. The way that they show that, like, puppet calendar uh-huh. thing classic so midsummer good. type vibes oh my god it, absolutely like terrifying folk art being used to show you kind of like the passage of time or i don't know yeah it was cool no that was pretty sick um uh so yeah he as christmas approaches um basically everybody is kind of like well time to pay the piper and right. his mom starts well, sewing him real this. knowing you. Yeah. Their house, by the way. Gorgeous. I would move in there. Oh, absolutely. It'd be very drafty, but mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. So his mom and uh, I guess some of her little witch friends, like they make this, it's a green, they call it a harness. Well, they call it a girdle. A girdle, and, that's right, but it is a harness. Yeah. Um, and they like sew runes into it and stuff and it's supposed to protect Tight. him. And then like the priest blesses his shield and they do all, like, they've got all, all manner of religious and you know uh superstitious things going on for him mm-hmm. and um his girlfriend as he's leaving for the journey is like would you let me be your lady oh dude that made me so sad because she was, was like so clearly sad. like igno- i think she knew too yeah but like why are you pushing him on it right she's like i want to be your real lady have you married me and it's right. like they you know that's not gonna happen yeah um sweetheart He's His got nice the tunics, <laughs> and you live in a hoover house. <laughs> um, but that whole thing was sad because he like wasn't even gonna try to be sweet about it. He was no. like, kind of no. It's <laughs> <laughs> like well, this is awkward. Yeah, but also literally like he was on his way to his, his decapitation. Death. You could have just said like, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird thing too that there's this kind of um, like I don't know why he went back because kind of seems like the green knight wouldn't have come after him yeah the green knight seemed like he was just gonna sort of stay there (laughs) (laughs) and i don't whole thing didn't really make sense but it was all about like keeping a promise or something okay um which craig was telling me and this is the weird thing (laughs) 
um, when your husband start learning about Arthurian shit mm. and start telling you. Well, that's um, cute. It was cute, but yeah, apparently, like, his little challenges along the way were meant to be to address, like, the five, uh, like, what five pillars of chivalry okay which is friendship generosity chastity courtesy and piety okay interesting yeah so i can definitely see like the generosity so he immediately like on his quest encounters uh, a tricky little youth who is a psychopath uh, <laughs> he frankly, should not have been generous in the least with kid, this little psychopath. Kids sitting there being like, they're all dead, and I'd be dead too, but I'd kill more people. Like, right. Really he was weird. His whole speech was, I'm built different. It was very, I'm built different. He was like, RIP to every dead young man at my feet right now. <laughs> but I'm better. But I'm built different. Would have been me. Would, um, I would simply not die. He says something to... Gawain about how the king himself personally slayed 960 people. Yeah. Which is... And he has no idea how, like, old the king is at this point. Right. Yeah. And it's like, apparently that was a piece of Arthurian legend that at one battle he kills, like, 900 people himself personally. Like, what a cool guy. Not my Why Arthur. are we... <laughs> right? Not no, my baby you. boy. He Richard Harris incapable. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. He would not have participated in a war he didn't think was just. Yeah. Well, he, he probably, probably thought it was just, you know. He probably wouldn't have wanted to, to kill anybody. Intentions. Yeah. Uh, but True. yeah. But this seemed like just some petty land scra- squabble or whatever. Yeah. And like, so this kid just going around and he's like, no, we're not going to bury him. We're just going to let nature do her trick. Yeah, it said, said, like, let the bog take him, which actually is probably the best thing possible. Oh, yeah, they'd be so preserved. Seen those bog bodies? Insane. <laughs> yeah. Drop the skincare routine, mama. Girl! <laughs> <laughs> um, so that guy, he, he, Gawain's like, hey, I'm looking for the Green Chapel. And the guy's like, yeah, find the river and follow that. Can I get a little coin? Where's my taste? <laughs> And then... Oh, my palms are itchy. <laughs> so then he and his little robber friends um, rob Gawain of his girdle, his horse, and the axe. Yeah. Um, and they tie him to a tree. So I guess, like, from what I understand, the rest, though, is kind of like... Um, it's about him getting back those pieces. He doesn't get his horse back, does he? Oh, yes, I he didn't does. Even... But he gets, he gets the axe back first, and then he gets the girdle... And then maybe the horse. Yes. Yeah, so he gets the axe back when he encounters um, the headless ghost woman. This was, was her name? tight. Um, Winifred. Winifred. So she's she based cool. on a Welsh saint, St. Winifred, whose fiancé beheaded her when she said that she wanted to join the convent instead of mm. get married. And apparently where her hair, or where her head fell, a spring arose. This is oh, like a ninth cool. century Welsh... Um, saint and so that's who this is a reference to so this woman she looks like a completely normal person but she's like my head is in the bottom of this pond i don't know why i'm she's not a whispering voice i think she is Is she i think she's sotto voce um she's but she's very cool and he's like he's like okay if i go get your head from the bottom of the pond like are you gonna help me with something and Mm -hmm. she's like why would you ever ask me that i love the way that she says that i'm trying to remember what pillar that was supposed to Maybe friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Or or generosity. Either I was gonna one. Say, it was pretty generous of him to dive into this seemingly red pond. I think that was yeah, just a camera trick, but it that was, was pretty neat. It was classic A twenty four. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he dives down, finds her head at the bottom of the um pond, and then goes to reunite it with the skeleton upstairs. Mm-hmm. 
but he like I guess freaks out. I don't know what happens. But he drops the the skeleton or the skull. Yeah. And then it turns into an actual the the full Winifred head that we saw before, but like off of her body. And she says something about what does she say? Now I can see thee, and I will strike thee down with every care I have for thee. The Green Knight is someone you know. Oh, that makes so much more sense now that I actually know the tale of it. Yeah. Oh, and so then the next morning the axe is back. Yeah, while I was watching the show. So, man, I'll leave it to the end to really uh, talk about the big reveal of this whole story. Yes. Um, So, yeah, he goes on and, you know, he's probably pretty hungry at this point. Yeah. Like, doesn't have his horse. And he sees a castle off in the distance. Mm -hmm. And he just, like, stumbles. Oh, wait. Before that, there was one weird. That was the interlude with the lady giants. Oh my god. All these enormous naked women walking around. And he and his little fox friend witness it. Yeah, he means a talking fox. Apropos of, he doesn't know the fox talks yet. But they they just see these giant naked women, and he's like, hey, can we hitch a ride? And this girl, like, reaches down to pick him up, but he freaks out and flinches, which he does again later. Oh, yeah. And she says something completely, like, not, it's not. Yeah. A sound. She just goes like, and walks off. And that was the end of that. That was crazy. <laughs> Shit was trippy as hell. Dude, I know. I can't believe I watched it sober. Yeah. Um, I know. But, so, he then stumbles upon this castle the next yeah. day. And is taken in by, um, remind me. Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. The very Egyptian Joel Edgerton. <laughs> as he collapses inside, Gawain does. He like, knocking on the door because it's raining outside. Um. He hears, friend, welcome. Yeah. And then he kind of, like, hallucinates his mom at this house with him. But then what I read earlier was that that's not a hallucination. It's, like... Oh, I don't even To help you draw part. the connection yeah. between them. So, yeah, he hallucinates that his mom is wiping his face. But then he wakes up and it's Joel Edgerton doing it. And he tells him it's December 21st. So, he's still got a couple days. And he's mm-hmm. like, you've got to stay here. you got to rest. Yeah. Get your strength together. We've got a comfy bed for you here. That place I'd stay there the rest of my damn life. (laughs) That house was gorgeous. The fan vaulting. uh, Girl, name a more elegant architectural trait. No, you really can't. There's nothing quite like it. Yeah. So, anyways, he tells them, fear not, Sir Gawain. You only slept through the night. And he's like, come to breakfast with me. So, they get down there, and it's a different Alicia Vikander character. Yes. And also, did not realize that till the end of the movie. Really? I'm very dumb. Uh, but, yes, it's Alicia Vikander. Yes. Uh, the XFL's He Hate Me, as, <laughs> as Nicole has pointed out. Yes. Um, and, yeah. And this one, this one's a rich one. This is not Essel. Yeah, this, this is, is Essel Plus. Yeah. 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 Well, she's Joel Edgerton's wife. Yes. Um, and then there is an unexplained uh, woman with a bandana. A blindfold. A blindfold over her. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that that was Vanessa Redgrave whole movie. Yep. Not it Vanessa does Redgrave. does look like her. Long gray hair. I was just thinking, like, what a sick tribute to Camelot yeah. to have her in this. But no. She looks a lot like that painting of Lady Jane Grey before her execution. And I wonder if that was a visual reference that they were making at all. Look that up. Um, anyway, so... Um, I can't imagine what the connection would be, but just something to mull on. Yeah. Um, so uh, Gawain kind of like wanders around the house um, and he he's wearing this like dope sweater tunic, which I was like, this is, I would wear this today. And he finds this library and the lady of the house finds him. Oh yeah, I remember And she that gives shirt. him a book that's shaped like a heart when it's open. Yeah. I was like, man, people in the Middle Ages had 
fun when I was going to say, we're not doing that with publishing any longer. No. I mean, it would probably be so expensive. So expensive. Yeah. At the time, books were so expensive that they could afford to, to yeah. like... Might as well make it special. We're not around. mass producing this. Right. Um, so, uh, he stays at their house, and then one night at dinner, um, I guess maybe it's that night. Oh, oh, wait, is it? Okay, yeah, this is the next day. So, she has some little, um, monologue about the color green, and... So weird. They pointed out, like, this is the longest, like, stretch of speaking that any character does. Probably by, like, ten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but part of it that I thought was cool, it, it reminded me a lot of that conversation I had with Grandpa, I'm sure you had it at some age some point too where he's like let's talk about color symbolism and literature did he ever do that with you i don't think he ever did i was like at dinner with him dinner theater mind you uh-huh and during the during the like intermission he was like do you know what colors represent in literature and i was like no what a guy i know and he was like so yellow what does that make you think of like consummate english teacher this guy dang i'm about to have that conversation with your children oh it's so cool i once it really does they're not gonna hear things. it from any of of their grandparents <laughs> like yeah no not that yeah. they don't read but no one yeah. no one did it we no one was like a, grandpa yeah no was no one was like a literature major other than you me and grandpa I and granny know, i guess i don't know if grandpa told me this or if it was an english teacher but one that always stuck with me in terms of symbolism was um travel directions mm. and that oh yeah yeah like west is always heading towards opportunity to, and, and like newness and newness youth, youth yeah. um and east is like uh elegance and he, which is wow, old money. Yeah, typically yeah. how things shake out anyway. But um, South is going to hell. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and that's like. Rude. Yeah. No, I know. It <laughs> is really rude. But I think about that all the time. Yeah. You know? Mm. It's important to remember. Anyways. So, yeah, she says red is the color of lust, but green is what lust leaves behind in heart and womb. Green is what's left when the ardor fades, when passion fades, when we die too. When you go, your footprints will fill with grass. Moss shall cover your tombstone. And as the sun rises, green shall spread over all in all its shades and hues. And she keeps going beyond that. But it's, that was such a pretty, but she seems kind of mad about like, yeah, she's I like, was why is he the green knight? Out. And I'm like, it's not, he didn't choose the name, girl. All right. <laughs> it's almost like. He's a tree. <laughs> Like, you would call him the Green Knight, too. I don't know what you want from me. My mom conjured this guy. Right. With her Bruja friends. Like <laughs> She's also, it looks like, I can't tell if they're, like, tarot cards or, like, divination cards yeah. that she's playing with. Did you yeah. notice that? Yes. They were cool. They were, like, they were painted. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, things get kind of weird with her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of intense. She's a little intense. Well, and then, meanwhile, the husband is like, Got a little game for you. Like, I'll go out hunting and I'll give you the best <laughs> thing that I find and you give me the best thing you find in my house. Mm. Which is in the tale and it's in a kind of goofy or weird way. Okay. Um, but, yeah. So, he goes away and then his wife comes in to offer a handy J. I was going to say the belt. The green. Oh, she was like, yeah, here's this belt, but first I would like to do this. This. Right. <laughs> I would like to perform the following piece. Right, right. Um, you know. And she says, you are no knight. Oh, because he didn't <sighs> uh, really rise to the chastity thing oh, of it all. Oh. Um, <clears throat> A crushed fifth pillar. Yes. So when the 
he he leaves the next day or maybe leaves that day and uh joel edgerton is like what of our game and then like leans in and gives him a smooch Mm -hmm. so here's where that's weird and wrong yeah um (laughs) what if i just was like men don't kiss (laughs) (laughs) no just kidding um the in the tale they make that deal like you know relatively soon after Gawain arrives okay and it's like it happens three times so he's like every day I go out I'll bring you you know this and then you bring me the best thing you found that day and like the first day he goes out hunting the wife is like and like is trying to like um seduce him and he's like no 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 you know and then she basically demands a kiss and he was like i will give you a kiss <laughs> and so when the guy gets home he gives him a kiss because that was the best thing he discovered in his house oh, that day interesting. but this happens three days in a row and each time like uh, i can't remember the guy's name lord something yeah um he is like laughs and is like go and you dog like did did my wife try to smooch you again it's really interesting interesting yeah so yeah go on so the thing um well the, the, he like also does this weird thing with the fox where he's like come give me a tiss and when galleon's no, like i'm good he's like yeah okay well um if you guys if you got try to come back this way i won't be here so bye and like drops the fox yeah very then, weird then this fox speaks to him with a human voice and says go this way and your doom is at hand He's reunited with his horse there, too, isn't he? I think so. Okay, so what I read that blew my mind, I read in that Vanity Fair article, uh-huh. was that that whole experience had been conjured for him by his mother. Yeah. Did you pick that up? Yeah, well, that's that's kind oh, of you read the article. Partial, yeah, well, yeah. they talk about it in the article, which yeah. my favorite take from that was that it was like a paganism versus Christianity yes. type beat. I love that. Um, but... Uh, because they said that would be why she would conjure the woman at this place to look like a face that she knew he likes. Yeah. And then, basically, it was like a place for him to rest up and, like, regain the things he needed before he went to fight. Yeah. Because she's still trying to protect him. Um, but I don't really get what the Tiss thing would have been about. <laughs> the whole thing is weird. Yeah. And in some tellings of it, it's not the mom who did it all, like, when he meets with the Green Knight, he's, yeah. like, actually... Joel Edgerton's character. Yes. Um, which is, I'm trying to find that guy's name, the character's name. They just call him the Lord in the movie, yeah. but um, in the, um, you know, the tale in the book. Yeah. Um, they have a different name for him. I, whatever. I'm not going to find it. Yeah. So he, he finally gets to the Green Chapel and uh, it's beautiful, basically like arched tree. It kind of looks like the, the creepy end of True Detective season one. Which I still haven't watched. Girl, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Green Knight seems to be asleep. And then when he wakes up, and initially his face is Joel Edgerton's face underneath the prosthesis. I didn't notice that. I didn't either. But then it switches to Ralph Ineson. Ineson. Yeah, and it switches apparently to like each different actor's face. Oh, really? For a moment in time. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So he and Gawain sit in silence all night and then suddenly the green knight speaks and says you came good sir is it christmas and he grabs his axe and he goes do you recall where you cut me and have you come to see that blow returned then kneel and we shall complete our game um kind of it sucks not a a game game. yeah so he flinches and the green knight's like okay little bitch get up yeah um 
and then he flinches again and then he runs off and he yells i can't after the second round the green knight doesn't chase him yeah he's just sick right twisted yeah just a weird guy <laughs> what a, just a strange dude yeah so then the title card says the voyage home and he gets home his mom cleans him up he hooks up with essel um Arthur knights him in his bedroom, like, literally right as he's waking up. And he and Guinevere are not looking good, babe. Yeah, not looking Fully good. Fully in their jammies, just conducting acts of state from bed. They look like they've just decided to pass together, like yes. the old couple yes. and Titanic. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, Gawain becomes king, and Essel has his baby. And this was incredibly oh, too, hard to too watch. Sad. They just like take the baby and they're like and like throw some coins on the bed. Like yeah. she literally just delivered this child, and then he takes the baby to raise with whatever noble woman he ends up marrying, and that is the same actress that played Winifred. Yeah. Um, okay, you were right. So, um, and then years later, they show him in a tent, like watching his son die after a battle, and it's clear, like as he's coming back into the city, that he is like not a beloved king and people are jeering him in the streets and he sees Essel shooting him the angriest look mm-hmm. and then because his kid died on yeah the yeah yes you said that so you? yeah yeah but her kid too yeah that she hadn't been permitted to like yeah raise. so with his castle besieged Gawain removes the girdle the like um green belt at his waist and his head falls off yeah and then everyone else in the whole reverie disappears like they're all it's like they just disappeared. Yeah. Never, they never happened. So you realize that was kind of like a dream. But man, that was sick. It reminded me of that uh, scary stories to tell in the dark story. Yeah, with the with green the ribbon. ribbon girl. Yes. It also, did you ever read the short story, um, An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge? Uh-uh. By Ambrose Beers? Is it a scary short story? Um, No, but it's kind of like a similar situation where it's like a whole life kind of happening at the... Oh, okay. You know, before something okay. bad happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then we see that this has all just been imagined. Like, yeah. that's what would happen if he fled. And yeah. then he pulls off the girdle and is like, okay. And then, you know, we don't... We have that Sopranos ending. We don't really yeah. know what happens. Yeah. Um, but he, the Green Knight does say the last line of the movie is, well done, my brave knight. Now off with your head. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which, God. And what, so what I was, one thing I read was that, I don't know if this is like the traditional ending, but in one of them, the Green Knight like nicks the back of his neck mm -hmm. just so he has like this wound of his cowardice because he was wearing the girdle. Yeah. I don't know if that's. Well, so uh, the the version that I heard on the, the tales thing um, was that the, the Green Knight takes one whack, and then um, in that one, he kind of shrinks away. and He's mm -hmm. like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, and then, oh, sorry, uh, Gawain, like, shrinks yeah. away. And the second one, he, like, buries his hands in the ground so he can't, um, you know. Flinch. Flinch. Yeah. And then the the Green Knight <coughs> takes a second whack at him and just lands in the moss. Okay. And then he um, is, like, kind of teasing him, and he's like, just stop it. Just, like, kill me. Um, no more games. And so... The third one, he, like, just nicks him a little bit in the neck. And then you realize that um, Joel Edgerton's character is the Green Knight. Uh-huh. And he was, like, this first nick was because... Or, sorry, the... Basically, he went through the different... Um, 
Like, he was like, this is because you lied to me about the kisses or mm, something like that. It was just okay. something. But he was like, so you like whatever. just been playing jokes. Been playing jokes, but, like, you're fine, you're good. And he was like, how did you do all this? And he was like, my wife is Morgan LeVay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's, like, the way that. So it's supposed to be his father? No. I, t- and it, I guess Morgan LeFay is not always his mother. That could just be her new boyfriend. Like, oh, you said wife. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's his stepdad. Potentially. <laughs> but I don't think Morgan Le Fay is meant to be his mom in that In telling. every version, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I... The only thing I knew about this movie before going into it was um, the Christmas aspect of it. Which is pretty like, neat. Yeah. I like a spooky Christmas. Yeah. And apparently on... Um, uh, in We're Not So Different, which is that mm-hmm. medieval podcast I like, um, she was talking about how like this was something that people would tell at Christmas, like, as their Christmas evening entertainment. Huh. And she's like, it was a Christmas story, even though the only thing that's Christmassy about it is, is it like, literally, it takes place on Christmas. It's like the diehard yeah. qualification of yes. being a Christmas story, you know? Uh-huh. But, I man. mean, you, you, it is a choice to do that. Like, I think yeah. Iron Man 2 or something is, like, yeah. Christmas one. It's pretty. They dropped it in May, though, which I was, like, stupid. Why would you disrespect me in this way? What is the deal with Christmas episodes airing? It's never been okay. In August and September. They did it for Ted Lasso. Like, I know. mid-August. I saw that one and I was like, It's not, cute, but like... Not in the mood. <laughs> I wish it was October right now. I would get mad when they would play the like the Christmas episodes on Disney in the summer. And like, yeah. I know that they were just keeping... Boy- just Boy doing it in every order. Just a steady yep. rotation all yeah. the time, and the chips were just going to fall where they may. It just sensitive to be like... It does! <laughs> it's 112 <laughs> degrees right now. You don't, Wouldn't it be nice for it to be 50? It's so mean. Yeah. It oh. is... It's mean. Speaking of which, I did... Uh, one thing I was going to say in my sync up was I saw some tweet the other day that was like, hey, beware. Shipping times are going to be terrible this year, so if you want to buy Christmas presents, do it now. So I, of course, having an anxious brain, like, flipped the hell out and, oh, like, God. bought a base layer of Christmas gifts for my kids. So it was very Janice listening to Mother and Child Reunion. I was listening to Christmas music, <laughs> middle of August, ordering Christmas gifts for my kids. I guess I didn't think about shipping times being bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, like, ports are crowded and... Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One more thing. <laughs> but we were like, we can give every other adult in our life, like, gift cards, I was about a handmade to say, something or other. Look, if it doesn't shake out the way we want, I'm getting no <laughs> gift cards. But for the kids, it's like, they don't believe Santa does gift cards, so. Correct. We, we had to get our shit together. Damn. And I'm sure that was just one of those, like, but it also, beware I, tweets, but yeah. my brain was like, God, the dogs love to do that. They really do. Touch grass, babe. <laughs> I can't, I can't keep. The nihilism. It's no, too much. No, it's not. At what point do you not break, too? Like, yeah. y'all, have you tried listening to Amy Grant on Delta 8? <laughs> it doesn't always have to be this deep. You're right, but I'm telling you, I think that would just set your spine right if you would just take some Delta 8 and listen to Amy Grant. I think you'll find it's not all bad. Yeah, there's some things about this human life that are pleasant and worth being here for. It's a it's a pretty cool experience. Not yeah. everyone gets to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. Anyway, what are, what should we watch next week? Oh, well, I mentioned that David Copperfield joint. Is it on a series? Uh, no, it's apparently a two-hour film. Okay, uh, I can do two hours. Yeah, it's like right I'm at... I'm not trying to brag, but I can do two hours. <laughs> David Copperfield. It's another Dev Patel vehicle. Yeah, why not? I love that we just start picking movies by free association at this point. I think point. that's great. Like, it yeah. would be kind of cool if, like, you know, the, the people make playlists where it's, like, the first song 
the first word of this song's title has to oh, be the yeah. same, you know. Yeah. We could just have some kind of freewheeling line of association. Yeah. I've been, um, I've often thought, and I started to do it last year and I didn't finish, but I was starting to compile data from our episodes to uh-huh. see, like, because I wanted to, like, be able to do a pivot and be like, show me how many times, um, you know. I'm trying to think of, like, Kira Knightley has been in these movies, you know? Yeah. I would love to have that data. Dita. I, okay, Dita. <laughs> I feel Welcome that you stage, are calling Ms. me a Dita Dita Diva. <laughs> um, let me see if this is streaming anywhere. Um, babe, this cast list, though. Honey. We, we've got uh, Hugh Laurie, Tilda Swinton, Ben Wishaw, and Dev Patel, as we said already. Uh, it is apparently on HBO Max. Okay, great. And it's supposed to be a comedy like funny in some places well so, i'm here for it we'll and see it's been a while since i've like really engaged with tilda swinton i love tilda swinton i love tilda swinton i you know what i didn't see of hers was that cool movie where she's wearing the red dress and it's that the vampire one is it vampires what's it called it's like something very spooky i think it might be the vampire one what's it called <laughs> Like, you don't have a laptop right on open. What is that movie? Well, hold on. I'm looking it up. You and Craig saw it, because it's like a remake of an older... Did we? ...movie from the 60s. And it had old... What's her face? Dakota Johnson. Are typing TikTok? (laughs) Dakota Johnson. Wasn't she in that movie? Girl. Okay, it's not only Lovers Left Alive, because I didn't see that. Suspiria. Oh! Is that a period piece? Uh, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay, Um, we should watch that. That seems like a Halloween. It's long, but yeah. Oh, is it? It's long, but, like, you can... This cast list, babes. You can take it in bits and pieces, and honestly, you can probably zone out a little bit. Okay. Um, Is it just a Ride the Vibes kind of movie? That's what it looked like. Yeah, but the vibes are, in fact, pretty terrifying at moments. Okay, okay. Yeah, but it is lots of vibes. I mean, Luca Guadagnino did that. Oh, um, yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, yeah, I I like both Suspirias, actually, originally okay. and the remake. Um, but that would be a really good... Uh, okay, Halloween time. Piece. Yeah, because I was just thinking today, like, i got to start assembling all the scary books I'm going to read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know, um, I need to start thinking of this as well. I, I bought a book of um, weird and paranormal short stories from, like, uh, female authors of, like... Um, you know, it's got like Edith Wharton and her I contemporaries. Love that. I so love that. So I think we save that for October. It's called oh Women's God. Weird. It's a collection. Hey. Okay. All right, girl bosses. You better okay. scare me. Might girl boss too close to the sun. <laughs> um, well, I'm excited to, yeah, catch up with Tilda. Yes. Catch up with uh, Ben Wishaw, our baby boy. Oh, our man. Sweet, He's been in so many of our movies. Our sweet b- baby our brother. <laughs> so many of the pictures we produce. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, wow. I think if we keep talking, it's going to start uh, <laughs> becoming <laughs> freeform jazz. <laughs> yeah, so we'll go ahead and wrap it up for tonight, but we'll watch. The full title of the movie is actually The Personal History of David Copperfield. So that's what we're watching next week. Uh, until then, have a, have a good one. Bye. I don't know. <laughs> Bye. Bye.